Welcome to this Time to Lead podcast where leaders come together to grow and get better. My name is Fred and I'm your host and your mental growth coach and I'm so ready to make a difference in the lives of our listeners. We believe that before you can lead others, you must first lead yourself. So on this podcast, we focus on self-leadership. Today's topic is leading you through a crisis and we have a very special guest. I am so honored to feature her. She's a great friend of mine. She goes to the same church I do. She's family. And uh, we're just so excited to have her on. She goes by the name of Dr. Carla Renee Franklin uh, of After This Ministries, ATM 8, Access Your Dreams. Dr. Franklin, let me give you her bio. She's an ordained elder. She's an author of a His Glory Revealed After This. She's an administrator and a believer whose purpose, life purpose, is to encourage, to empower others toward their after this, to embrace the strength that often lies dormant in our night seasons. And what she wants to do is help you find the vision for your day. So please help me welcome my friend, Dr. Carla Renee Franklin. Hey now, doctor. Hello, sir. How you doing? It's such a a privilege to be here with you today. And so thank you for having me. Oh, no problem. Our topic today is leading ourselves through a crisis. Uh, Of course, we're talking about the pandemic a little bit. Of course, that's the main thing that's on the most forefront of people's minds. But um, it's either pivot or perish, change or be changed. So uh, before we get into that, just kind of share your story and tell us a little bit about you, who you are and what drives you. Right. Well, again, I'm Carla Franklin, and it's just, I am a believer. And when I think about all the things that I am, I'm a mother, I am by profession, I'm an accounting supervisor, but at the end of the day, who am I really? And I find myself just being a believer. And I have it on my wall that if I believe in myself, anything is possible, right? And so that challenges my faith to just take it to the next level. And so I always am about purpose. I'm always about pursuing my dreams. And I work on this acronym about dreams. And it's really about doing, responding effectively with my abilities to maximize my success. So so success is really just what people thrive for, what people strive towards, and success is different for each and every one of us. And so it's my goal, um, my life purpose, just to help us find our dream. Absolutely. And a lot of people kind of, when you think about dreams, we think about when we were younger, we used to dream about being a, a teacher, a lawyer, a doctor, and some people put dreams on us. And some of us got wrapped up in building a career off right. of a dream that wasn't theirs. Right, yes. It may have been someone else, or maybe the mom and dad trying to live through them. So dreams are so important. And then I realized also that a lot of times we may have our dreams, but then because of life, because of yes. career, we put them down. So yes. what are what are the ways what were some of the ways that you help people to kind of either resurrect their dreams or start moving towards them? Right. And you know what I find is like us as children, we've always dreamt about what we wanted to do as far as our career goals. And like you said, life will challenge you to really just like get to the edge of the cliff, if you will, and then just kind of like be afraid to move forward. Yeah. And what I'm learning is, it's not so much that we're afraid of failing anymore. It's really the fear of being successful. It's mm. the fear of being different than our 
peers. It's different from, you know, what we've been trained to do. So we're trying to live at a different altitude. And so what I'm learning is if we embrace our fears, if we embrace the challenges, because it's really the challenges that kind of give credence to who we really are. And so that's a part of what I, when we're talking about dreams, it's the things that happen in our night season that really give us the vision for our day. So it is the crisis. It is mm. the struggles in life that have really kind of made it clear to us in the day season um, how it is that we can really strive and do what it is that we've been dreaming about all of since our childhood. Absolutely. So let me speak of the yeah. crisis. So how would you define what constitutes as a crisis? Well, again, I believe crisis, just like success, are I, things that are different for each individual. Like a crisis for me might have been my divorce. A crisis for somebody else, you know, was the loss of a job or the loss of a loved one. And so we struggle through life situations that challenges us to either stop, to become stagnant, or just to give up. And so what I believe is important for us is to know when these challenges come in our night season that there's a new day dawning. And I believe that's what we forget a lot of times. Yeah. We get stuck in our crisis. We get stuck in our situation to believe that this is all that life has for me. And if I were to get stuck in my circumstances, then I'll never be able to obtain the goal or obtain the vision, which I've been dreaming about because I'm stuck in the night season. So mm -hmm. if we can't afford to allow our crisis to define us, and my crisis was again like a divorce and mm -hmm. and how do you get over that how do you how do you trans transform and transcend from a level that you thought this was where your life was supposed to be yeah. and it didn't work out like you thought it was mm. you you know the people that you love no longer loved you or mm. you no longer you know love them how do you rebound from these crises right. and what i found was what i thought was impossible what i thought that i could not recover from became the very tools that helped me stand up a little bit stronger nice. to build my confidence and to allow me to learn where my voice was mm. and for so often crises i believe cause us to be silent in areas where we've had a voice mm. and when we learn how to allow our voice to be heard then we can speak to ourselves speak to our situations and begin to move and be transformed absolutely so what's one practical thing that people can do to keep crisis their crisis in perspective so it doesn't make them go over the top in order to keep life in perspective is you have to believe mm -hmm. and believing again in yourself is key every day that you wake up in the morning yes. um, because when you believe in yourself you know that not only are your dreams possible then you find yourself worth 
you find yourself value and you believe that you can do it again. So the key principle is that you have to believe in yourself. Then even before that, for some of us who are believers, and then there may be some who are not believers, there's a level of faith that allows you to know that things do get better. Right. There's, you know, there's a scripture that says weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Mm -hmm. So there has to be a level of expectation that I believe that I'm coming out of this. I'm growing, I'm coming and I am becoming better. Mm -hmm. And so that would be the main principle, um, that level of faith and that level of confidence that there is value in who you are. And you got to speak to that every day. That's really, really good. And I, I definitely can appreciate that because what you say to yourself is really the most important thing that anybody else can say to you. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I really realize that as well. Now, do, typically, typically during a crisis, as far as uh, uh, people who are, who are leaders, um, you, have, you have experience of being a leader and also working with leaders as well. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes a crisis can be a distraction for, for a leader, right? It, it, may, it may cause them to kind of, it might be uh, that person away from, from their, 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 their life focus and things may happen like mind wandering about thinking mm -hmm. about what could happen instead of focusing on what is happening, right? And yes. so what, what are some of those distractions uh, that you have experienced uh, that you had to kind of, uh, kind of break away from when dealing with your crisis? My first problem was me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, oh, oh, that person, your twin. That, that person <laughs> is me. And I had to, a lot of times, disconnect myself from my old mindset. Because mm -hmm. what I've discovered is I'm a very analytical person and I think all the time. And there are times that I wish that I had a switch that I could turn my brain off and mm -hmm. say, no, we're not talking anymore. We're not thinking anymore. Mm -hmm. And so what I believe is you have to not be your own um, person that sabotages your future. Mm -hmm. So I would overthink the thing and I would overthink the thought so that I had an answer for every angle. And consequently, what I would do is I would talk myself out of doing anything. Mm -hmm. And so what I've learned is that I have to get outside of my head mm -hmm. so that I could get into my heart. And then my heart then allows me to see with my natural eye and see in my spirit what I am dreaming about. And mm. so then my eyes become open to, to my purpose. My eyes become open if I get me out of the way of self-sabotaging because a lot of times it's because of fear. Yeah. It's because of what other people um, think about me or what other people would think about what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So there are moments that you just have to pause and reflect, mm. pause and shut all of the voices, shut out all of the distractions mm -hmm. that would talk you out of your dreams. Yeah. And so I believe that the very fact that you thought about it is the fact that there is the ability for it to come to pass. And so, you know, that creativity, um, there's something down in, I call it the knower, mm -hmm. when you know without a shadow of a doubt yeah. that 
there's there's some gifting in you that the world needs and somebody needs a word from you mm. and because you're connected to your power source then that creativity becomes now the channel that takes you and that drives you to where you're supposed to be if i just sat and stayed in my way i wouldn't do the things and stuff that i know that i've been called to do and you learn how to be comfortable in your own skin so that you don't have to do it like somebody else do it you don't have to talk like somebody else talks but there is a level of growth that you have found within your knower that you're okay to get out of your way so that you can move forward and possess. I love the knower. My goodness. Yes. That is going to t-shirt. That is so good. Found within your knower. That is good. Yes. That is good. So you, so you do have a creative side, even though you're analytical like me as well, you do have a creative side as well. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you kind of continue to develop that. So how did you get started in, in your, in your career? I got started in my career because I was, again, I was a quiet person. I wasn't that social and I was doing numbers, right? So mm -hmm. I'm good at math and I, and that's where my profession is in the mm -hmm. accounting world. So I okay. know finance, right? right? I know how to handle those no things. No money. Okay. You be my friend. <laughs> High five. <laughs> High five. <laughs> I, I know money and, sure. and I can think through those things. Sure. Um, and then there's the other part of me that I had to learn and develop was that as quiet as I am, I still like to talk. Mm. And, I, and, and there are things and stuff that I believe that, you know, um, people need to know what I know or I could help somebody if I only had an opportunity to talk to them. Yeah. But I was afraid to talk. Mm. And so, you know, I'm battling because I've got it in my head and it's in my heart to share, but you know, I'm, I'm not that social and, and yeah. I'm afraid, you know, of talking to people because oftentimes it's rejection that keeps mm. you, you know, um, hidden, keeps yeah. the gifts, you know, um, covered. Yeah. But then I had to go to a point where, again, I had to get out of my way yeah. and I learned how to, um, share share the things and stuff that were not always good um, mm -hmm. because you saw you saw the good things you saw you know Carla you know oh she's just so nice yeah. but then there were things about Carla that she was afraid of mm -hmm. and there were things at Carla that she didn't know how to work through mm -hmm. so when I started being okay with my weaknesses yes. and, and not yes. just always putting my strengths to the forefront, mm -hmm. then I knew that I needed people and people could help me yes. to get to where I needed to be. And so that now opened up an opportunity for me to um, take my, my gift of speaking to a different level. Nice. So I, I learned, um, and Toastmasters. I went to Toastmasters because they talk about yes, a competent <laughs> communicator. Yes. And so I knew what to say. I just didn't know how to make the presentation. Right, right. And and so now I'm learning how to make the presentation. Um, I was good on the the church front. I could teach a Bible class, and I could I could stand before people as it related in church. But then I felt like there was a drawing and a yearning. Mm. Um, in the marketplace right yep, yep. and so there were things and stuff that the language is different in church as it is in the marketplace that is true <laughs> <laughs> 
And totally so, different. Yes. So you had to learn how to be a whole person and yeah. be a person that, you know, you can get it, you know, in the church and in the marketplace because the Lord, he has people all over the place that yes. need help, that need strength, yeah. yes. that need empowered to meet to be encouraged mm. and so he teaches us how to balance all that out mm. and so that's really what my journey has been about mm. balancing me yeah. so that i can make the impact and i can make the in, i can have the influence that's necessary to be able to just be better yeah that's awesome and you are very very influential who was the most uh, influential person in your life the most influential person has probably um, been my mother. Okay. Uh, I've seen her um, struggle. I've seen her um, go through challenges and stuff in life and still learn how to be sweet, you know? Mm. And so I'm like, the things and stuff that I've experienced ought not to be the defining moment for yes. when people encounter me. So uh, my mother's been a great influence. Uh, my pastors have been a great influence because they've taught me how to just again, um, balance this thing out and be okay with my dreams yes. and be okay with my imperfections. Absolutely. And, and that's been the greatest challenge and the greatest reward. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So going through, the, going through the challenges of getting you out of your own way, uh, mm -hmm. recognizes that you too have the talents and the gifts. You too are also recognizing that you have your own fingerprint. Nobody has your fingerprint. So right. you don't have to compare yourself to nobody. Was exactly. that what did that increase your value, your, your, your value, your self self-worth? Oh, my God, immensely, um, because I, I felt like everybody else was important. Mm. And I didn't have that self-value. I, I didn't know how, because um, even growing up, we were the children that you were seen and not heard. Mm, so right. everything was everything was defined. Everything was told to you. And so you could not um, go against the grain, you mm. know, because that just wasn't the way that it was. So I learned how to be very submissive, very docile, very, right. you know, just like low key. Right. But then um, there was a question one time that, you know, was asked of me. And it's like, you know, what is the greatest lesson that you've learned? And the greatest lesson for me was that silence wasn't always golden. You know, and yes. there were sometimes there were things and stuff that needed to be said. And it wasn't what you said. It was how you said those things, how you approach the situation. Yes. And so I'm learning that I've always had the tools. I just didn't know how to use them. Mm. You know, so now I'm learning how to utilize the tools that were already in me. Right. And so it's like whether it's spiritual or whether it's natural, you know, I am becoming a better version of me the more that I learn how to value me. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my you goodness. Know? And I also heard it said that if you don't place a value on yourself, nobody's going to raise the price. Exactly. <laughs> you got to know your own value. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody yes. gonna do it. They're gonna try to get the hookup from you most of the times anyway. You know? Right, yes. Uh, I, I and, 
And and you know what else I've learned? I've mm-hmm. learned that I'm I'm no longer for sale. And and right. in the sense of having my value, there are certain um, vehicles somebody shared with me before that um, you don't know when a Rolls Royce um, goes on sale, and you don't see those car dealerships. That's if right. you could afford them, then you know where to find them. That's right. And so I'm like, I'm not for sale. I'm not. You know, if you want me, you have to know where to find me because I've learned how to place a better value on who I am and what I bring to the table. Absolutely. That is great. Um, What does personal growth mean to you and why is it so important to leaders? Personal growth is, is critical to me personally because I am a leader. Mm-hmm. And when you are a leader, people follow you, people listen to you, and you're leading even when you don't even realize it. People are watching you when you don't even see them or know who they are. And because you have that type of influence, I think it's necessary for you to have personal development so that you can be at your optimum best when somebody runs into you at the supermarket when you encounter a crisis on the job Mm. when you are um there's an interruption of something at, at church Wherever you are, you are always a leader. Mm-hmm. And as a leader, I believe you have the responsibility um, to just be your best mm-hmm. at all times. And so that's, you know, I'm always reading a book. I'm always trying to be better um, because I like the better version that I'm becoming as I see myself blossoming. Mm-hmm. And as a result, I think that makes me better for whoever I encounter, whoever needs me in that moment or whoever needs the word that's in my mouth. Mm. And so that that struggle becomes, you know, um, I'm not just the manager. I just don't manage things. But I want to make an impact in the lives of the people that I know. And so in order for me to maximize my success, I got to do and respond every day to be better, you know? And so I believe that that's our responsibility as leaders. When I was going to Bible school, uh, one of the things that stuck with me that um, our instructor had said, in order to be a good leader, you have to remember three things. And it was that the people are God's people. Mm. Work of the ministry can go on without you. And that the people are God's people so that if you ever forgot one of the third things, you would always know that people, people are who they are. You got to learn to love them just how they are. You accept them and embrace them for who they are and that you're not the only one out there that's doing a good work. Mm. And when you realize that, you have been assigned to who you've been assigned to. Um, it teaches you how to stay in a place of humility. Mm. Um, I share all the time, in order for me to be the best me, in order for me to be the best leader that I can be, um, I have to understand and learn the power of 
of humility Mm -hmm. and the power of wisdom. And so David talked about that. And he said that how important it was for him to behave himself wisely and to be harmless. And when you're harmless, people be like, oh, I want to share with you. Oh, I want to talk with you. (laughs) It makes you approachable. And these are these are characteristics that I believe a good leader ought to have, Absolutely. that you are approachable, um, that people know that you're not just telling them to do something, but you're willing to make the adjustments too. Absolutely. And that they see your they see your weaknesses as well as your strengths so that you can be touchable. Absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. speaking, speaking of character, um, you know, t- today and with what's going on. In, in the world with different leaders, things of that nature, I, I, I found that um, character plays a huge, huge role, uh, not only in you know, leadership, but also personally. So yeah. uh, when you're, you've dealt with people, you've had people that you've managed, you've, you've worked with people in the corporate space and in the ministry, what role does character uh, play in, in your life when you are dealing with these people? How, is, how important is it for you to be able to deal with someone? Right. And I think, again, uh, my character is um, probably the most important piece of it, because if you don't believe that I treat you right, and if you don't believe that I'm being fair, then you're not going to care about anything that I say. True. Very true. (laughs) You know? (laughs) And you ain't going to follow me either, right? You ain't going to follow me, right? That's all. So what what would you say your your, uh, greatest strengths are? My greatest strengths, I believe, is believing in other people Mm. just as much as I believe in myself. And so um, that allows me to, to people to know that if I'm on your team, you're getting the best. Um, there's a, there's a spirit of excellence that I believe that I bring, um, 100% most times, all of the times it's probably 150%. (laughs) (laughs) I know that's right. Way above, right? Absolutely. I, I try to do over and beyond what's necessary so that if I land at just 100%, I'm okay yeah. because I struggle with 99 being enough. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> and you have such a great positive attitude. Um, are there things, what, what is the thing that keeps you up at night the most that maybe you have experienced before or right now that is kind of bothering you? And uh, um, if you had a setback, um, or a negative situation has happened, how do you kind of handle those things to turn it around? Wow. Um, the hardest thing for me that probably would keep me up at night is the, the feeling of um, rejection, the yeah. feeling that um, I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. And so what I do is I find myself um, thinking and thinking and just, again, that overthinking process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what I've learned is you will find markers in life that I've lived with myself all my life. So I know me, right? You know you very <laughs> so, well, right? <laughs> <laughs> so 
So I know when I'm not at my optimum best. Right. And there are things and behaviors that I do just to kind of be like, oh, wait, you know what, girl, we need to check this. Right. And so what I do is um, I, I'm an internalizer. So I internalize things. Mm. And so usually if I'm quiet, um, that's how I find my center. Mm. I need to be away from talking. I need to be away from people because my quiet time is my best time that I can recharge. So if I've been going, going, going too long and I haven't, you know, I'm worried or stressing, I know that I haven't had that quiet time to find my center. Mm. So then I pause and then I reflect and then I have a conversation with myself. And I'd be like, you can talk to everybody else and figure out where they are and fix their <laughs> problems. But it's a it's a me moment for me. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> you know? absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's how I um, re-energize and that's how I refocus and I reset um, by pausing and still in a way and having some quiet time yeah. just with me and then me and God, so that we can really just like focus in and be like, girl, where you at? You've been, (laughs) you just kind of been like way out here. And and I don't know, I'll share this. It's funny because I make my bed every day. My wife does the same thing. That's amazing that you just said that, wow. Yes, and Mm. I come, if I get up in the morning and I get busy and I don't make my bed, then I know that there's something wrong with me. Wow, that's cool. that's that's just an indicator. Day, right? That kind of stuff. Yes. Okay, got it. Yes. That's a good trigger. And that's a good trigger. Yes, and, <laughs> and I love to get in a made-up bed. And so, and when I go back in my bedroom and I find that that bed is not made, it's an indicator of like, girl, we need to check this because Ooh. this is not how we operate. Very nice, very nice. Wow, that's powerful. So for those who are listening, make your bed. That's how you start off the first thing in your morning. Don't ask me if I make my bed. I told you my wife does that. In my room right now. I'm trying to get my life right now. So I'm trying to leave myself. So that's good. Yes. Thank you for sharing that because that's a really, really good tip. So uh, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come to a close on this. But I want to find out about this book that you that you wrote. Tell us, tell us a little bit about that book. The book is really funny that you asked about the crisis and the book is untitled his glory revealed after this <laughs> and so <laughs> and so there's a key scripture first peter chapter 4 verse 13 that says rejoice in the fact that you participate in the sufferings of christ wow. knowing that you will be overjoyed when his glory is revealed mm. and so i share a little bit about my journey of becoming um, my journey of blossoming into who i am today mm. so that you don't get stuck in your you know your process mm. but that you really understand that there is an after this moment designed just for you so that you might be suffering today but there is an after this you might be going through crisis but his glory is going to be revealed and it's going to make sense to you after a while and so that's what um the ministry is that i'm living in my after this and i want to encourage empower people that if you just trust the process and that his glory is going to be revealed after this 
And so that's, you know, the book um, and out of the book have just birthed the me moments. It's birthed, you know, many opportunities because his glory keeps being revealed mm -hmm. as I go through my night season and then I come into my new day. Wow, so, that is powerful. Mm, yes, mm, mm. yes, yes. And uh, speaking of the me moments, I look forward to seeing you every Friday morning that you go on Facebook Live and you do your yeah. me moments. I encourage everybody and also going to let everybody know on the show and in the show notes on the website how you can follow Miss Carla Franklin as well. And uh, yeah. so let me just ask you this. If someone wants that has a desire to become a leader, uh, what kind of advice would you give them? If someone wants to become a leader, I think that they need to just really have a conversation with their leadership mm. and that will really expose the truths that are already in you. Mm. I don't believe anybody makes you a leader. Mm -hmm. I believe people help you to um, identify and expose the leadership that's already in you. They give you an opportunity to, um, to grow um, and to blossom with the tools and the techniques that are necessary. So I don't make you a leader. I help you to become a leader. And I believe that if someone has a desire that they find themselves just always having certain characteristics and certain traits and certain desires that they want to help um, help people, then I believe that it's necessary for them to um, cultivate what's already in them and then find people and connect with those that will help you become the best version of you. Dr. Carla Franklin, author of His Glory Revealed. After this, after this, I don't know what you guys are going to do after this, but this was a great interview. I want to thank you for coming on the show this time, the Lead Podcast. Y'all see why I said she's a great leader? You already see it. Thank you for being on the show today. I appreciate you, my sister. And thank you guys you, can look. How can people get a hold of, uh, of uh, you know, you and online and also to be able to kind of get a copy of that book and tell them, talk, talk a little bit about the, the uh, me moments that, that you have on Facebook Live? Okay. The book is on Amazon. Um, you know, let um, His Glory Revealed after this. Um, you can also reach out to me. I have two email addresses and it's after this. 67 at gmail.com and then it's also let's talk dreams 8 at gmail.com and i will gladly get a copy of the book out to you um the me moments are you know it all started with me just sharing a chapter of the book um that was leading up to the um book launch mm -hmm. and what i found is the the bible talks about there being a reconciliation where he's drawing us back to himself and so a lot of times we've just been um unraveled disconnected and we've just kind of missed the moments in life. But God, I believe, uses the me moments to bring us together so that we can have a moment with him so that we can recoil and reconnect. And so the scripture that we often talk about is that he gives us beauty for ashes mm -hmm. and he puts on us the oil of joy for the spirit of mourning. And then we put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness because we've all had experiences that just were laying heavy on us, right? And we've also had 
points where we just felt like we wasn't worth it. We weren't deserving of anything, but he puts on us the garment of praise so that we might be trees and that we're planted and we come to a place that we're so secure in, in the dirt. And that's a whole nother subject, but we're so secure in the place that God has placed us that we need a moment with him so that we can be everything that we desire to be. And so I encourage people just take a moment with me. It's not, it's about 15 minutes and, and we reconnect, we gather so that we might get a token of the covenant relationship that we have with God that is all about us becoming better. And so, me moments are a moment with God and a moment with Carla. That's on Facebook Live under Dr. Carla Franklin. I appreciate you, my friend. Thank you for being on the, the It's Time to Lead podcast where leaders come together to grow and get better. We had a great time, didn't we? We had a phenomenal time. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I thank you so much. And hopefully we get out, we can have you come back at a later date. Yes, sir. I will. All right. Out. I appreciate you. You have a great night later, and I'll talk to you soon. Awesome. God thank bless. You, sir. God bless All you. Right. All right. God bless you.